Welcome to Allison's Wonderland. I'm your host, Allison Packard. Join us as we journey through the looking glass and down the rabbit hole into the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Hey, do a girl a favor and please subscribe to this podcast and go on iTunes and leave us a good review. If you like the show, please help spread the word. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. Welcome to Allison's Wonderland, coming at you live from the Real Voice LA studios. I want to say welcome. Thank you guys so much. This is actually our first episode in the studios today, so it's going to be a very exciting day. I want to ask you guys to all please subscribe on YouTube because we've built such an awesome community on Instagram, and I would love to help build that community over here. So go ahead and smash the follow button. Today, we have a very special guest, the one and only Miley Flynn. Lanigan. So let's welcome Miley. Hi. Thanks Hi. for having me. Hi. Gosh, it's almost like I love the way you spell your name. M-A-I-L-E. Yeah. I also have a unique spelled name. It's A-L-I-C-Y-N. Yeah. So uh, I'm curious, is there any story behind that? Uh, not really. It's Hawaiian. It's I was Hawaiian. born in Honolulu. So ah. that's, and it means like when you get to Hawaii, I think you get a Miley Lay and it also means Mary, you know. So everyone thinks it's Irish because my last name, Flanagan, they're always like, Miley Flanagan, you know, and I'm always like, yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't bother to correct them. I think it's an Irish oh, first name. Oh, that's not. perfect. But yeah. it's such like a nice mashup of who you are. I mean. Right. And uh, thank God for Miley Cyrus, because now I could just say Miley and then like, oh, Miley, you know, whereas before it was impossible for I mean, you guys years. are practically indistinguishable. So it's That's, like we're the same. We're the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she lives in Timic Lake, by the way, or she is doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's a uh, everyone I know who has worked with her loves her. Yeah. Same. You know, I don't know why she gets so much heat because she's really from what I hear, she's totally cool and hardworking. And yeah, when you're that hot. I guess. There's going to be some haters. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Preaching in the choir. <laughs> so you grew up in Hawaii, but you also not, grew up all over Europe. You were in Boston. Yeah, not really. I didn't really grow up in Hawaii, though I'm going there in a month. Whoa. What? To Kauai Con. Yeah. Uh, <gasps> I know. And then I'm going to blow all the money and stay on the big island for yes. like a week. Yeah. But so I, I was born there. Then we moved to Florida for like a year, then back to Hawaii. And then when I was about five and a half, I moved to Bangkok. What and was then, that like? Oh, it was great. I loved it. We lived there. And then I moved in Mar March 20th and the end of near the end of fifth grade, I moved to Nuremberg, Germany. That wow. was interesting. Culture and then shock? I moved to huh? culture shock. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, also, we were, like, riding horses in Bangkok, and, you know, we had, like, we lived on this in this great house. We had servants, you know, the whole thing. And then we moved to this military temporary quarters. It was it was awful. Like, on the sixth floor, they were old mates' quarters until we got our house. Then we moved into the Red Baron's commander's old house, which was not on the housing area. And it's a long story. It was, it was hard at first, but then we moved to Munich. Then I went to college in Boston, so I go back and forth from Boston hey, to Munich. You know I'm from Boston. I know. That's amazing. You yeah. You went to BU, right? I went to BC. BC. Yeah, come on. <laughs> My bad, dude. Come on. <laughs> dude. Yeah. Wait, so, but I heard your mom and your dad both have Boston accents. They true? did, but they didn't live there for like 30 years. I mean, they were, it was so thick. They were both from the Boston area. Then I moved, after college, I lived for like a year on my sister's pull-up chair in uh, D.C. <laughs> yeah. Not even a pull-up Not even a pull-up. Like, that would have no, been an upgrade. a pull-up chair. <laughs> and uh, and I was waiting to become a spy, which we'll talk about later. And then, then I decided to reform my comedy, my college comedy improv troupe, 
and booked us all over Cape Cod. And then we decided to stay together and we voted on where to live one day, hung over, sitting on the beach, just, you know, show of hands. Throwing darts at the beach. Yeah. The- one guy was like from Minneapolis. We're like, all right, let's move there on, uh, I think it was so supposed to be like October 1st. It's like a less intimidating city, you know? It's yeah. like yeah, New well, York, like, yeah, one guy's LA. From, mm. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't want to stay in Boston. You get to shine. Yeah. And so we, two of the people were from the Midwest. They went and got us a house and we all drove out there, got jobs and put up a show. (laughs) Wow. That's amazing. So your improv troupe in, at BC, it was like one of the oldest improv troupes in the country. I think so. I mean, I'm sure Hasty Pudding at Harvard is, but they're not improv really. They aren't, are they? Mm. I don't think they do improv. I don't know. Actually, it wasn't that old. One of the, the one in Minneapolis that I did eventually do some shows with uh-huh. is one of the oldest. Wow. Like, I think it's older than Second City, even. But for our college wow. troupe, it's like, you know, it was only in its second generation. I helped get it going because the seniors graduated and stuff. And then, um, but after us came, like, Amy Poehler and, you know, she was in it. But not when I was in it. She's younger than me. So yeah. she was, like, with some of the people that I did it with. But Yeah. That's amazing. Don't I don't know her, by the way. <laughs> I think I one time I Can introduced, you get Amy on the show? Yeah, I introduced myself to her. She's like, hey, yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, she was nice, but. You're yeah. like, Boston? Yeah, hello. I actually do know quite a, a lot of people that know her well, but. Yeah. I mean, she was eating dinner. Yeah. We both went to the same restaurant that was closed. And then we were all standing around looking for another restaurant. And so finally, I've seen her a lot, just out. But finally I said, hey, I just want to tell you, you know, I went to BC and I was in Fleabag. She's like, oh. And then I said, somebody. She's like, who? You know, I, I don't know if I said the wrong person or what, but she's cool. She's totally cool. We just all wanted to eat dinner, basically. You're like, please yeah. feed me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so now when you moved to Minnesota, I heard you guys had some really, really interesting neighbors. Yeah, so next door, we were the comedy house. We all lived together until we all Boom. started fighting like each other. The post-college yeah. frat. Yeah, it was. You're like, we're yeah. the comedy house. Yeah. Till y'all don't get along. Right? Zip. Yeah. <laughs> the next door was the rock and roll house, and it was the guys from Soul Asylum and the Jayhawks. And then who we hung that's around so with awesome. was Semisonic and all those guys. That's um, amazing. In fact, that song, Closing Time, we all used to go to the same bars. And um, we'd walk to the same bars. And one was Liquor Lyles. There was a guy there that had sideburns, and he was like, he's this old kind of, I don't know if he got hit, <laughs> like hit in the mo- by a motorcycle, you know, a motorcycle accident or something. But he was the bouncer, and he'd be like, uh, closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. And that became closing time. You so was this have before? to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah, that's from him. <laughs> so was that's this, what he would say every was night. Like before they were before they were rock stars. Well, they were local rock stars, yeah. and they weren't Semisonic then. They had a different group. And then the guy from Semisonic, like he wrote the Dixie Chicks huge album. He's a huge, he wrote Adele's album Twenty One or something. I don't know. Yeah. These guys went all on to crazy careers. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. That was a long time ago, man. The uh, Soul Asylum album from 92 was definitely like the soundtrack to my life. I, I oh, was really? listening to that before our interview and it was just like bringing me back. Was that Runaway back. Train or? Yeah, yeah. Runaway Train, Black Gold. Yeah. And, uh, black, black. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't hear it that much anymore. I guess it would be classic rock at this point. I, well, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm classic. I guess. Hey, there's nothing wrong with being classic. Right. Cheers. Cheers. We're drinking some lovely tea and uh, sparkling water. I mm. sliced open my finger, if you're wondering what this is all about. Oh, yeah? It's well, better now. What's the story with the... Oh, I was washing a knife. <laughs> 
That's so what interesting. They all say yeah. Miley Blink twice if, if you need some <laughs> rescuing. I was in Joshua Tree though. I was in a fabulous place in Joshua Tree when I did it. So. Oh yeah. Which also means that the hospital is like miles away. Yeah. I have had to take a friend to the oh, yeah. hospital before. Yes. And it's a trip. The people in the waiting room, like, I'm totally gonna write a sitcom about it. my oh. two. I was only two hours though, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. I see some you crazy write yourself stuff. as like the head nurse at the. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Now Made a lot of nurses. Now accepting pitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're one of the more rare voice actors that also has a thriving on-camera career. Shameless, you in yep. the office. I mean, you have so many Lab rats. I was on for five Lab rats, Mindy Kaling's. Oh, that was fun. Project. Yeah, it was one of her last shows. And it was wild. I auditioned for it and I thought, oh, I'm way too young because the role called for someone older and people I was auditioning against were much older. And... um are you driving? I said, yeah, pull over. I did. She said, you got the part. And uh, can you go to Universal right now and get fitted? And I said, yeah. And wow. They, and Boom. man, their wardrobe. She approves every single thing on that show. Uh, she has her hand in it. And um, wow. yeah, it was crazy. And anyway, at 4.45 a.m. the next day, I started shooting up in uh, like the hills of Malibu, kind of basically. Yeah. It was nuts. And it was 118 degrees. She was she was pregnant, but nobody knew it. We were hiking. So we had hiking things on, vests, things. Extras kept flopping over. Ambulances kept coming. <laughs> they had cooling tents. I mean, we'd have ice cream every three hours. Uh, yeah, she never lost it. She was awesome. Wow. I had a lot of respect for her. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. that show was just yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Love, love, love that show. How do you balance your career? I mean, because with voiceover, it's like you're getting auditions every single day. Yeah. And then with on camera, they expect you to be ready. Well, at the job by the time house. I really got really kicking in on camera where it wasn't just some guest stars and some movies and stuff like that. We were already recording from home pretty much, I think. So that was easy. But I mean, there was a day, I remember a day, actually a week, but I was on Lab Rats, which was on Disney XD, and I got cast in Shameless, and I had a recurring role. I did six episodes of that. I was supposed to go to Chicago, but that kind of never happened, which is, was fine. So I shot it all here. And I went from, the my agents and managers worked it out. I went from Shameless at 5 a.m. to Lab Rats over lunch, drove over the hill. Then I did lab rats until I can't remember what time. Then I had to go home and record a couple pickups for Naruto. Yeah. And then that same week, I also got a commercial. So I went... On camera? On camera. So wow. I did a commercial for some bank in Canada. And I went from lab rats, shot the commercial, and then went back to lab rats and finished shooting. Yeah. So, I mean, it was nice. You know, you pay for it. I mean, that's what agents and managers are for. They take a bunch of money, you know, so you're... But it's worth every penny when you're that busy. Yeah. And I haven't, I mean, on camera's pretty slow right now, so. And we self-tape that, so. But you, I mean, yeah. you've had some, you know, projects, huge projects that sort of. Evan Almighty, didn't... stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, huge projects that didn't go. Oh, oh also I that. Also that, yeah. Yeah, I had a huge pilot on camera for ABC. I think it would have kind of been the next Modern Family kind of thing. Uh-huh. And we started shooting and then. March 13th was the day all of L.A. shut down. We had our hair and makeup test. We were supposed to have a cast dinner. We did our network network reads. The next day we did hair and makeup. They were giving us Friday off Monday. We were going to start a rehearsal for two days and then shoot. And they called us during the hair and makeup test. Where the Todd was getting, the director, he was getting all these texts, you know, like, okay, all right, all right, all right. 
And they said, okay, we're calling off the dinner. And then we had Friday off anyway. And they called Friday. They said, we're going to shut down for two weeks. And then luckily we did do it in December 10th. So from March till December. But I think it kind of lost some steam. I mean, of course. Yeah. Right? It, the world was different. I think if it had just kept going, it would be a huge hit right now. But you know what? I've had a lot of opportunities that I haven't got, but yeah. I've gotten a lot of opportunities. Like, I can't tell you how many Nickelodeon pilots I've done hmm. for voiceover, voiceover. For voiceover, yeah. yeah. You know, it's and, yeah. You know, it's just the thing. You just, the older you get, the more you're like, yeah, that would have been fun. That would have been great, you know, but yeah, you got to roll with the punches. Yeah, and that's so important. I mean, I think one of the things that I find so lovely about you is just this real quality that mm. is very down to earth, accessible, but also, you know, doesn't sugarcoat it. <laughs> no, you know, it tells pretty it like it is. Like <laughs> I've been accused of worse, but uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I'm pretty blunt because it's like, so what. You know, yeah. Like, don't whine to me about that. Well, and then you know, I mean, that builds instant trust because you know yeah. that someone is going to tell you what they really feel and not try to be nice. Or... Yeah, I mean, there are a few projects I've taken part in where I'm like, yeah, they were great to work with. And it's yeah. like <laughs> you're actually very nice. Yeah. So I want to <laughs> say that you're, you know, not. No. Nice. But you know, people will always ask you, "What was it like working with Jim Carrey?" I've worked with him twice, right? Mm -hmm. Mikey gave me a men's size, extra large black bathrobe both times for a rap gift. You know, like just weird stuff like that. <laughs> you know, like he was very nice, and that—that's yeah. a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. he was. You, you know, know, well, one size that's definitely going to fit everybody, <laughs> everybody, right? Although us petite people are just yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? My friend's uncle and my brother loved him. <laughs> You know, yeah, and then like you're a, then you're like, uh, I'm running out of people to give bathrooms <laughs> black, to black extra large men's bathrooms. You could do it as like a giveaway when you're doing. You I know, could. you do a lot of signings and Charity. a lot of you know live conventions yeah. and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. you, your next Jim Carrey bathroom. First, I have to get a Jim Carrey movie again. Hey, well, this is the place where magic happens. <laughs> That's the wood, I think. The, oh, oh yeah, yeah, I'm knocking on plastic here. Let's knock on this beautiful. Beautiful wood display. <laughs> so I'm curious, Naruto, like, yeah. how did it come about that you ended up booking that job? You know, it was just like every other job. I got the audition. At that point, we were still going into our agencies to audition. And you were with CSD, uh, CSD which I'm Brady still with. Uh -huh. yeah. That's where we met. Yep. At her retirement. <laughs> I'm still sad. And I auditioned and then I got called back to, a, it's called a callback. And there are a lot of people there. People from this. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. People from San Francisco, from Viz, obviously the people from the studio and the director, you know, Jamie, who runs Studiopolis. And yeah, they just kind of had me work through it like for like four, I was in there for 40 minutes and I was sweating, you know, because kind of nervous and it was a lot of work. It was like fighting and running and different ages and different emotions, crying, everything. And then I walked out and I was like, thanks, you know, I really appreciate it. I hope, you know. Hopefully I'll get the job. And Jamie was like, you got the job. And I was like, why didn't you tell me that? Like 20 years ago. <laughs> um, I would have sweat a little less. Yeah, exactly. And so then I went home and I booked myself a trip for my birthday to New Orleans because I'd never been. And my birthday was coming up. So that's how I kind of remember what time. When is your was. birthday, by the way? May 19th. May 19th. It's yeah, coming up. I know. Mm. I'll be in, um, well, I, I might be in Orlando for another convention. Oh, right. Yeah. I had to put it off for three years. Okay. It's time to go back. You're yeah. like, I'm ready for Florida. Now I'm triple back. I'm not that ready for Florida. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm definitely not ready for Texas. Mm -hmm. I'm not that ready for Florida, but I'm hoping by July it might be okay. I yeah. I mean, it's one that I'd signed up for years ago. Like, I'm still doing all these conventions that I, like this Minneapolis one, it's been rescheduled three times because of the pandemic. And I'm going there in two weeks. In two weeks? Yeah. I wonder, I will, 
it'll be in the past, I guess, when this episode comes out. Maybe, yeah. But then I'm going to Hawaii. I'm going to Denver, Orlando. Where else am I going? Rhode Island, San Francisco, South Dakota. What? Yeah. All South Dakota is for a cancer benefit. What is the biggest draw? Which of your projects do you get? Naruto. Naruto. So you, you get the audition. You find out you book the job. Now, at this time, what had you known about the project? Nothing. It was all I saw was a rendering. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even dubbing. I yeah. don't, I don't yeah. do a lot of dubbing. Yeah. It's weird. I got in this weird thing about dubbing the other day on social media. And I'm like, I've done a lot of dubbing because of Naruto. Yeah. But I'm not in the anime world really at all, except for Naruto and then Boruto. And I did a little part the other day. And that's mm-hmm. the only anime I've done. So people always think that I'm an anime person. Like even in Minneapolis, they're like, can you serve on this panel about anime? I'm like, I, I don't know anything about anime. <laughs> like, I don't... But yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but sure. Actually, no, I asked to be on a different panel. Because yeah. I was like, people are going to ask me questions about it. It was like sort of old school versus new school. And I'm like, I don't know that. I don't know old school. It's very interesting. And, Olivia yeah. Hack was on a couple weeks ago, and she was saying that she felt anime was like the soap opera of voiceover. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that that's that there's some truth I, behind that? I kind of do, yeah. yeah. And also, for a long time, it was very inside. It was very niche. It was very there were only a few people doing it. It's kind of what happened. And based in Texas, so much yeah, a lot of, of them that still happens, mm-hmm. yeah, and not a lot of non-union stuff, mm-hmm. which is why I never did it. My agents don't want to submit me for that because it doesn't pay very well. Yeah. I mean, the conventions pay well, and if you do video games, et cetera, it adds up. But the whole anime world, it's its not like doing... I do a lot of original animation. Mm, but yeah. I happen to do one of the biggest anime characters, or one of the biggest yeah. cartoon characters in the world. Yeah. You know, and it's worldwide. Like, I meet people... I've been to Sweden, all over Canada, Puerto Rico. People invited me down to Brazil. They watch it in English. India, Pakistan. I've not been to those places, but it, it's huge in South Africa. It's the English. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, you know, I don't know what a, I think there's a Spanish version, uh-huh. but I think, I know I was in, it was for a long time, it was about 49 countries, I think, where I'm the voice of Naruto. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So how Have you that... ever seen yourself on camera with a different voice coming out of your pie My hole? Face? No, I don't think so. Oh, I once saw myself in... Nobody's dubbing me. <laughs> Nobody it was it was just for lab rats and the oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. the um, the Spanish Spanish the Spain Spanish version of me is fantastic. She sounds a lot like. Me. Oh my god! There's one great. that was somebody sent me some other one and I was like, yeah, that doesn't sound great. You gotta find her. I know. I do. I'm friends with yeah. the oh. the Greek Jibanyan, the guy who plays Jibanyan. Oh really? In Greek, and we found each other on Instagram. And you found me. And I was really? Like, and he's like, oh yeah, I died. W. Hey guys, this is Allison Packard. Sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted to let you know that if you like the show, please, please, please remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us to get heard by more people. Thanks so much. So 2006, you won an Emmy Award for Outstanding Performance in an Animated Series for Piggly Winks. I did. Jakers, The Adventures of Piggly Winks. Mm-hmm. The longest title in the world. No, besides Boruto, Naruto, Next Generation. <laughs> Yeah, it was a thrill. That show went for five years. I was the lead. And Tara Strong and Rusi Taylor, Charlie Adler, Pam Adlon, uh, Tom Adcox Hernandez. They were all in it. We had some... Mel Brooks was in it. What? He never recorded with us, but that was a thrill. I mean, he did some stuff with us, but not... He recorded on his own, mostly. Were you guys ensemble? Was it yeah, an yeah. ensemble record? Yeah. Ah. It was on PBS. And Kelly Ward was directing? Sue Blue started and Sue Kelly Blue Ward started. finished it. And it was just really a special show. The artwork was made from original, like, handmade, I mean... Hand-drawn? Hand-drawn. Yeah. 
hand-drawn backgrounds uh-huh. and stuff taking place in a village in Ireland. And it was kind of retro. And yeah, it was so special. And um, we did it for five years. Can you do the... Yeah, my name is Piggly Winks. I'm from the village of Tara. Oh, these are my friends, Fernie and Dan. And um, we have a real good time. Something like that. It's a little rusty. But yeah, it was really great. And I got nominated, which was a shocker. I was bowling at the time. And I was like, what? And and when I won, I was more shocked. And I think everyone was shocked because we were at the last table. And, uh, you know, I just keep 35 minutes. I think Bob Bergen came around. He's like, just let me make sure how to pronounce your name. And I was like, hmm. And I thought just because he needed the names to say, you know. Yeah. And so I won. Here's a funny story. So I, two funny stories about it. So I didn't expect to win. And of course, Tara and Rusi were both nominated as well, as well as Jess Harnell was nominated for something. And anyway, I didn't expect to win at all. And, and I'm at the last table. We're at the last table. Yeah. You know, the first table was the Ellen DeGeneres show. And I happened to know a bunch of the writers on there. Uh So when I won, they erupted. Ah! So everyone must have been like, who is that? You know? And um, yeah, I was asking for some water from the, I was just getting more nervous. No matter what, you get nervous. It's your category. Did you have a speech prepared and all? Not really, but I had thought about it just yeah. in case. So I asked for water and nobody, they wouldn't give us water. It was really weird. And like, they're we're like, can we just get a cup of water? And we so. We need you to go to the bathroom right before you yeah. Well, no, it wasn't that. They they literally, once the thing started, yeah. they were like, no, nah, we can't give you any water or anything. And everyone's like, what's going on? Yeah, it was really weird. And so my wife goes, she asked, she's like, you know, can I get a cup of water? She goes, it's a glass of water. And so finally, Pat Brady yeah. and Kathy Lizio, Pat's like, here, honey, take my water. Because <laughs> she heard me and she heard Lisa. And Lisa went to the back and asked somebody, like, can I get some water? And the woman's like, I'm not allowed to give it to you. Like, it's really weird. And so I was like, <laughs> And then that's when Pat gave me the water. And so I went up there. I was so shocked. And I said, I said, whatever I said, I do have a CD of it somewhere. I should look at it, look at it, see what I said. But anyway, and then I, I said, and 10 years ago today, not today, but 10 years ago, I worked on the daytime Emmys, like as a PA. And I said, and now I won one. So you guys, you know, and I went, they take you through the back, mm-hmm. like, and through the kitchen. And I went through the kitchen and all the caterers were lined up and gave me like a standing ovation. Yeah, because they had heard me say that. They were all actors. And they're all like yeah. thinking about it. They're like, yeah. can, I, can I hold it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can I, can I can touch I it for good luck? Well, they give you a fake one. Then they give you an Emmy and they give you a, with a screwdriver. And then two weeks later, you get a plate with your name on it. You have to screw in. Screw it on yourself? Oh, so you yeah. do get to take the Emmy home then? Yeah. You night. Oh, okay. Um, your Emmy, but your. it doesn't have anything on it. Yeah. It's oh, not like the Oscars so where they engrave it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So. And em- so how is your Emmy doing? It's broken. <laughs> I didn't break it. I heard it was broken. Somebody bro- I mean, but all my friends come over and pose with it. You let somebody break your Emmy? I didn't mean to. It's it's kind of tender. And then I called and I said, do you guys repl- you know, repair them? And they're like, sure. well, you have to ship it to New York. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's okay. Yeah, super glow. It, yeah. So I, I haven't actually super glow. It's the glow. ball thing on the top. So oh, it just kind of sits long? in her arms. Yeah. And then a little ball on top oh. of that ball also broke off, which is an old purse of mine somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> and the second year I went, Eartha Kitt was nominated. Oh, and I lost to her. So I was like, that's okay. That's fair. That's fair. You already had yours. It's not as fun, though. She's had a few. But I knew she wasn't going to win, so I let myself have some You knew wine. she was going to win? I mean, was going to win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And the first one, I was like, I can't drink. Yeah. Wine. Like, you know. Until after. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. Then we met all my friends, and they all posed with it. Aww. Everybody comes to my house and poses with it. 
Oh, yeah. that's so amazing. I know. It was almost like, hey, maybe you should bring it because of this story. We could see it's all broken. Yeah. I think that's so funny. I brought it to my classes when I guest teach at a college. And I'd bring it when I guest taught. And then I eventually ended up teaching there. But oh, the kids nice. loved it. It's great inspiration for your, you know, first class to hold an Emmy for voiceover. Yeah. When you're teaching voiceover. That's amazing. I know yeah. that's like a, a one of your many talents. Yes. Have you ever done any real voices? They do workshops. I mean, the one-off workshops are... Yeah. A little less of a commitment. Yeah. I, uh, you have so much to say. And such I'm not a done any here. Wealth of knowledge. Yeah. Well, I taught for a long time there. I've done a bunch what of stuff. What school did you teach in, in LA? It's called Studio School LA. It's had two name changes, so that's why it's a little confusing. But it's like a, I want to say it's more like a, almost like a conservatory. You know, like uh -huh. it's the focus is on the arts. Performing yeah. the arts. So stuff. I developed the, developed the curriculum and all that stuff, but. Wow. Yeah. yeah. To go there as a student and to be like my teacher. Well, they already knew Naruto. So, but a lot of them would kind of play it cool till the very end. Then they'd freak out and I'd be like, oh yeah. Okay. You know, like yeah. I didn't know they were fans, but they were. Oh, and then they're like, yeah. they're like, can I get your autograph? Yeah. Well, I would give them like stuff, swag for when they graduated and stuff. Oh, yeah. That's so sweet. Yeah. Now I have swag because I steal it. <laughs> for a long time I didn't get I'm gonna need that teacup back. yeah <laughs> I didn't steal from PBS okay yes <laughs> so you've you've done a fair amount of boy uh, oh my god yes. characters I've done like a ton like I'm on the loud house once in a while mm -hmm. I did pig goat banana cricket which was an it was so funny and fun I think it was in the wrong time slot a little bit on Nickelodeon because uh -huh. it was so funny what a great cast Candy Milo and Tom Wilson and God Jeff Cummings and um no not Jeff Cummings sorry Jeff Bennett and oh was a long he time ago yeah 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 that show was so funny I played two boys on that mm -hmm. they're partners junior ranger and junior elephant and then uh I just done a ton of boys like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and then you're also also in the new Harriet the Spy cartoon for Apple mm. TV. Yeah, I can finally talk about it. I, I'm the boy with the purple shoes, and I'm also Pinky. And then I'm a bunch of other voices, too. It's on Apple Plus. It's so good. Did it's you so read the cute. books? Oh, I love the books. I went, okay, Same. they sent me yeah. a season wrap gift yeah. around Christmas, and it was a sweatshirt that says Harriet the Spy on it. Yeah. Like, or hoodie. And I started crying. I've never done that before. Like, I started crying because I, I loved the book when I was a kid. And Beanie Feldstein is in it and Jane Lynch. And I've only seen, I, I think there are more episodes out now, but I have, I've only seen the first five. But yeah. I'm going to have to watch it with my son. How old is he? He's six. Oh, perfect. He would love it. Oh, yeah. The music is phenomenal. Oh, really? And they kind of. What's they, the music like? I don't know. It's just cool. Mm. I don't know. It's like they knew Kipo in the Age of Wonder Beast. The music is so, I was jogging to it. The song. Oh, really? The music's so dope. I really want to get the composer Are you on the show. I do sing. Oh, I you sing do? Okay. Right. I, I like oh. to sing my own songs, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'm not a singer, but lately I've had to sing in all these cartoons. Fun. And I'm like, yeah, it's character singing. But, yeah. you know, I get the thing and they're like, sing, you know, six measures of a pop song. And I'm like, what's the easiest Jonas Brothers song I can sing? <laughs> like, literally. But I've sung on two theme songs for being a non-singer. Amazing. But it's intimidating when you're with people who actually are singers and singer-songwriters. Yeah. Because they'll be like, okay, go up key. You know, or I'm like, eh. Eric Lopez was on the show and, he, and, and he's on the, the new Trolls and he was saying, yeah, I'm not a singer. Yeah. But they make me sound amazing. <laughs> and like, they figure it out. Yeah. Kind of, you know, like you'll just come in with a line. That's my thing. It's yeah. like, have the real singers sing. And then I just come like, Jakers the Avengers, all piggly wings. You know, that's <laughs> it. 
<laughs> Thank you, Reed. Yeah. You yeah. This over here. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because Harriet the Spy, and then this is kind of coming full circle to back of why you moved around so much, uh-huh. is your dad was yes. more or less. He was a spy. He is literally passed along now, but he worked in military intelligence. He was mm-hmm. a civilian, but he worked for the military. And so we moved around. And he was on secret assignments. He would disappear in the middle of the night. Sometimes I would hear. He kept, I remember because he would keep like some pants by the bed or something, you know, I, I I don't know if he always did, but I remember the sound distinctly. And I think his belt would be in it and maybe his wallet or something. And so I'd hear, there'd be a phone call and then ching, 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 ching. And then it'd be like, where's dad? It's like, oh, he, he's gone. <laughs> Back in a couple weeks. As a kid, did you know he was a spy? Yes and no, not when we were real little. Um, we didn't know much, many specifics. Mm-hmm. But our address was like 66th Military Intelligence Group. So we kind of knew and we'd tease him about it, but he couldn't talk about it. He could tell us a little bit more when he was older, when we got older. And like, we kind of didn't believe. We are like, yeah, we got to hit the hop bar house. So <laughs> wrap it up. <laughs> he literally told my brother and I, like we were home from college. Well, I could tell you, you know, chief of intelligence, counterintelligence, you know, for Western Europe or something. We're like, no, you're not. He goes, when? Tell them. <laughs> tell him. Like, when? Tell them. Did and she tell like, you? She's like, yes, he is. He is. We're like, oh, okay. So, gosh, I mean, they... they I mean, he would I literally mean, they, disappear. You, they could have, like, kidnapped your children. I mean, or is that just in the movies? Like, No, they... there was a time where we were taking a... I forget what they are called, but, like, DYA, Dependent Youth Activities, I think. They would do tours. Like, we'd take buses to Spain and Greece and ferries and stuff. Yeah, it was crazy. Wow. And there was a time where they were, like... The general's kids and some of us kids, they were like, yeah, we have to get special permission to make sure you guys can go to this because we had to drive through somewhere that was, it was during the Red Brigade. You probably wouldn't know about it, but it was a big deal back then. They're terrorists. At one point, we had two phones in our house Mm -hmm. and one phone, if you knocked it off the receiver, the SWAT team would come and surround our house. So, (laughs) yeah. Everyone grew up that way, right? Then, yeah. No, in my dad's mind, he probably <laughs> thought he was a spy, but... What did he do? He was a pipe fitter. Oh, really? <laughs> Same thing, right? Same thing. I mean, you're both kind of adjusting pipes. That's right. Putting in new pipes of yeah. pipes of communication, physical pipes. That's right. <laughs> I was thinking... They both had Boston accents. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What area did he grow up in? I, my dad grew up in Brockton, Massachusetts. Oh, Brockton, and yeah. Yeah, I heard of Brockton the first week at Boston College because a girl down the hall was from there. And she's oh, like, yeah. I'm from Brockton. She's kind of a bruiser. Yeah, yeah, Kinda yeah. Kind of scared me. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a good place to be from. Yeah, it's a tough place, right? Tough, tough, yeah. And I mean, there's Rocky Marciano and all yeah. those... There were a couple other kind of tough guys. They were known for like their shoe factories. They had like multiple thriving shoe factories in the 40s that then went out of business in the 60s. And so it was right. like... Yeah, scary. when my dad... I didn't even ask my dad where he was from exactly because we never lived in the United States. We'd come visit. But I was like, where are you from? He's like, Nashville, New Hampshire, and I never want to go back. I was like, (laughs) well, good job, you. Like, my mom flew to Hawaii and got married in Hawaii. No friends. Like, and then, yeah. She flew to Hawaii to live and then later got married there? Or They were engaged. They got engaged. Uh and she In Nashville? No, in... In Massachusetts, I guess. Okay. He must have been home from serving somewhere, and they got engaged. And she flew to Hawaii, mm-hmm. all by her lonesome. <laughs> and her maid of honor was uh, his best buddy's wife. And they're still friends of ours to this day, to the family. Yeah, and so she was, like, all alone at her wedding. And they just stayed there. They stayed. They kind of, they stayed. They bought a house. But they rent, we rented the house for 20 years. So. Wow. Oh, rented it out, yeah. 
Oh, that's smart. Yeah. Do you still have it? Is it still No, there? no, no. I know. Tell me about it. Yeah, that would have been a nice place to spend the pandemic. I know. Right? <laughs> yeah, like our friends Mary Elizabeth and Steve, they moved to Hawaii. I heard that. And they're working that's from there. So wow. when I'm in Hawaii, if I need work, I'll just go into their house. Right? Record. Yeah. Is it is it on the Big Island? Or? Yeah, it is on the Big Island. I mean, Amazing. that's the thing. We can almost, but my on-camera career, I don't want to leave L.A., you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be good to have another place. But to, not now. I mean, it's yeah. such a good... Such well, a see, good... the whole thing is getting a little old. Mm -hmm. Some of it, auditioning. For some yeah, of it, yeah. I've done a lot of commercials on camera. And that gets harder and harder as you get older. I mean, the money is great. But it's like, it's like you know, it's like a little parade, you know? It's like, okay, you know. Bring the horses out, trot them by, <laughs> pick one of them. You know? And if you're lucky, it's you. That to me is getting hard. Yeah. But I've done some amazing commercials, like some really cool ones with Tom Brady and Chris Paul. These are athletes. And, you know. Tom Brady. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Brady, you got to be. You a Pats fan? Uh, I'm not really into sports. Oh, okay. But if I was, it would be the Pats. <laughs> it would be the Pats and the Red Sox. Good choice. Yeah. So moving around from all, living in all those different places, do you think that that actually helped your voice acting I career? I do. Like my best friend, when, she, when I was in Thailand for a long time, my best friend was Beatrice Perez. And, you know, she was a Filipina. Her dad was a Filipino ambassador. Wow. And, um, yeah. So we'd always make fun of, like, we had a maid in our house, you know, and <laughs> we'd make fun of the way she talked because we were kids she was Thai of course and you know we grew up with Indian people and one of my best friends was Australian mm -hmm. and, you know like all of that and then you know you move to Germany and then you meet Germans so you know you're talking like Germans and then Crazy. you I had this French teacher I'm sure he's passed now but um, not French he's a chemistry teacher and he was French so he had a very thick French accent but he had a tracheotomy Ooh, yeah I didn't do very well in chemistry <laughs> it was like you will <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Could maybe be inspo for yeah. a, an original character. Or it could be, yeah. But yeah, so there were all sorts of crazy people, especially in the military, you know. Uh -huh. And you meet people from Texas and all of a sudden you're hanging around, hanging out with the whole Texan family. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I'll come over, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So do you do all the different accents? Mm -hmm. the, yeah. I do a lot of accents. Yeah. Like, that's funny. I never thought that I did a lot. But when I was teaching college, the kids are like, how many accents do you do? Excuse me. And I said, yeah, the kids said, how many accents do you do? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> like, I've never thought about it before. Yeah. But I have a good ear. So if I can study it, I would say my worst accents are probably like Indian, Pakistani, uh -huh. that in that part yeah. of the world. Well, now it seems like there's such a push to be authentic yes. with accents for most things. And they have so much talent here from other parts yeah. of the world that it's easy to find. Or you can live in other parts of the world. Or you can live in other parts of the world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been directed from Spain and stuff, haven't you? Like I did Ice Age 3. The director was in Spain. Oh, wow. And he was Spanish. Oh, amazing. Yeah, and I was just recording right down the street. Oh, that's so fun. So, like, I never met any of those people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think sometimes people are, like, hesitant to tell you when they're, like, <laughs> globetrotting. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, they find out Do you out ever do later. a session where someone's eating on the other end of the line? I don't think oh. so. <laughs> you hear every chew, and they're like, okay. <laughs> You're just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I did a Clearly whole movie like that. Show. The guy, I heard him working, yeah. get in his car drive home, mm -hmm. get some soup, and start eating it. So I finally waved at the producer in the room, and I was like, you told me to stop eating. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, uh, no. No. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> she just said, I think we've got it from here. I think we're just hiding up some stuff. We'll let you go. And how many, so now I'm trying to think back to your, what was your very first VO job? 
Um, Men in Black or Jackie Chan, the series? Jackie Chan. It's so funny because I was watching a clip from that. You played the little playground bully. Yeah. Who was his My name? first bully. I can't remember Well, because that's... A, so my character in Rugrats is also like the playground bully. Right. And I was like, I knew I loved this girl. <laughs> it's like something in our in our yeah. aura. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> bullies. Bullies. Yeah. Boy bullies. Boy bullies. Sometimes girl bullies, but a yeah. lot of boy bullies. <laughs> so funny. Um, or DMV workers for me. You know, somebody like that. Gym teachers. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's a good niche. Whatever pays. <laughs> so then that was like, so, how long has it been? Sue Blue did my demo and she was directing Yeah, I shows. was curious about your relationship yeah. for that. So so did you just meet her? Did you take her classes and stuff? I took other classes. I studied with Cynthia. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, I did. I mean, I did my demo prep with her and Cynthia. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so Did then, you know her before then or you just had her? I did not. Oh. Pat Brady told me to take this class, yep. this class, this class, and this class. Do my demo with Sue Blue and... That's what I did. Uh, also, she, yeah. Pat Brady was working on camera, and she was at a different agency. She brought me with her to CESD. Uh -huh. And so I was doing commercials, and she knew the second year I was in L.A., I killed it. I made, I think I did 18 commercials. Shut yeah, and that's when commercials were like, I mean, I did Pepsi. I did checks. I did wow. Office Max. 18. Yeah, 18. And so she's like, you have the money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she knew how much I was making. So she's like, you have the money. You're going to go take this class here and this class here and this class here. And I did. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I really owe a lot of that to Pat Brady. And you guys hit, you and Sue hit it off right away. Yes, we did. So then she just gave me these little parts on those two shows. Yeah. I don't even know if I auditioned for them, you know, because they were small parts. And then it was a while. And I think, and then I kept just auditioning. I don't remember what the next big, oh, I did a Tom and Jerry movie. <laughs> That's um, so funny. That I got. Yeah. And I think I got it because somebody had the part and dropped out. But I have a similar... Like, I do a bunch of stuff like... Uh, whatever works. Like, Pam Adlon. I've done a bunch of her uh -huh. behind-the-scenes kind of voices. Uh-huh. Because she's too busy now. Yeah. Because we're on camera career. And I've done a bunch of voice matching, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. You know, one in German, which was wild. But, yeah. That's so funny. I'm oh. like, maybe when Miley's too busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can match. I'll, like, step in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Her, oh, my God. Better better things. Is... Pam, Pam Adlon is so funny. On Jaker, she would say to me, Miley, how do you say this in Irish? <laughs> and then she would just sound like Pam Adlon. She didn't sound Irish at all. <laughs> at all. They didn't care. They didn't care. Nobody they, cared. Nobody cared. So good. She's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you did your demo with Sue and you started getting bit parts here and there. And mm -hmm. then and, and then, then um, black. That was Sue also? Yeah, that was yeah. Sue. And then I did, like I said, I think that that, that was the, uh, after look, then I did the Tom and Jerry thing. And then... I must have done a bunch of other guest stuff, and then I got Jakers. I got the lead. They auditioned like 500 Irish kids in Ireland, from Ireland. Yeah. Pat Brady, when she told me to audition for that part, she's like, I don't want you slating. I'm going to have some guy slated for you. So it'll be a generic voice. So they didn't know if I was a guy or a girl for a long time. Uh-huh. You know, so that was in my favor. And, and then I got that. That's brilliant. And I think I still had my day job at the time. I think the whole time I did it, it was only once a week. So I still was working as a researcher and segment producer for like documentary reality kind of TV. Oh, really? Yeah. It was really fun. I loved hmm. it. Did yeah. a lot of court stuff, medical stuff. Nice. Yeah. Some stuff. I did that for a long time. I loved it. Then so, I used to cast the recreations, you know, for crime stuff. Oh, the reenactments? The reenactments. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I've done some of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I cast everybody I knew. Oh, that's you, true. Everybody I know has been murdered. <laughs> yeah. And most of it in my house, you just try and make it look like a different place, yeah. like yeah. shady lighting in a plant, you oh. know. <laughs> I, I'd send, a different corner. I finally week. got an assistant. I would send her to the carpet store because she was really pretty. And I was like, go get some more carpet samples. <laughs> and then we'd bloody the person on a different piece of carpet sample. <laughs> Just making a close-up. 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, because it was like, because you were working your day job straight up till you won your, or I think I, I think I quit. Yeah. It was more because you loved it. I think I won the Emmy and make it work. quit. Then and I kind of like, went back and did a couple special projects because I liked them. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, because I love the work. Mm. Like, I went and did something called Sports Wives. Not the trashy kind, but it was... So I went down and Sports hung out with Roger Clemens and his wife for, like, 10 days in Houston. It was pretty fun. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So you know, do you have talks. any advice for people, both people that might be getting started, but also people just to, as you've built your career over time, you know? Yeah. How, how have you been able to work consistently for so long? Well, when I first moved to L.A., I did three things a day to further my career. And I moved here a long time ago, nine, January of 96. I did those, th- whether I was sick or not or whatever, mm-hmm. I did three things. And some of it would be watching a show I wouldn't like or watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not big into sci-fi. So I might be like, all right, well, I should watch this because I might have to audition for it. Yeah. I'd send off a postcard or I'd, you know, see a play, do a play. I was, I did a lot of theater, do a lot yeah. of theater, do that improv, do theater. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do theater and you got to work hard at it. Just be yeah. around it. You know, I think the one weird thing about the pandemic in these times is you can do a lot, which is great with your own equipment, yeah. but you also should get to know a network of people, you know? So if you do theater and projects with people, eventually probably some of those people are going to start working a lot more. Like, yeah. you know, my friend Tom McCarthy that I was in the improv group won the Oscar for Spotlight. And yeah, he, we were in the improv group together. Nancy Carell, who's Nancy married Carell. to Steve. Yeah. You know, and Wayne Wilderson works all the time. So find your tribe, you know, take mm-hmm. an improv class, take an improv class, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Take a theater class, volunteer at a theater, like literally just be an usher. You'll see bad acting and good acting. You'll know what's good and what, what not to do. I was a casting associate for a while. That Back in Minneapolis, eye-opening. Mm-hmm. It's so eye-opening. You see what people do to tank themselves, and you know you see people that are amazing. Mm-hmm. You see behind the scenes that it's not about you, right. the actor. Yeah. So you can't take it personally because somebody will just be like, "Ah, oh, he reminds me of my brother. I hate my brother." <laughs> You're just like, "What?" Literally, yeah. 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 Weird stuff. Yeah. That's my advice. Aw. Yeah. Well, it has been so lovely Thank chatting you. with you today. Thanks. I could chat with you for like a million years. I but know. Cool. I know you have a session later. I so. have to go scream for Nar- Boruto, Naruto Next Generations. I yeah. should know oh, the title. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. The gift that keeps giving. That's right. Yeah. Smoke them if you got them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is the gift that keeps giving. Yeah. Well, yeah. lucky me. To, to many more miracles. Yes. In the well, continued career. Thanks for having me. It's been Good a pleasure. To to know you. Thank you, Miley. Yeah. Thanks, guys, so much for listening, for watching, whether you're listening or watching. Make sure to hit the subscribe button. And I'm just realizing now that it applies to podcasts, too. So if you're listening orally, also subscribe. Thank you so much. You guys, leave a comment and uh, let us know what you think. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Allison's Wonderland, where we explore the wild and wonderful world of animation and video games. Please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. For more episodes of Allison's Wonderland, please visit us at www.allisonpacker.com. See you next week.